الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والفجر وليال عشر والشفع والوتر والليل إذا يسر صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters We are on the eve of a very very great occasion We are about to enter a very sacred time And there is a golden opportunity that is again being presented to us This is the grace and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala has created these special moments in time which are filled with so many blessings such great rewards that if a person has some kind of understanding of deen some inclination towards deen he will take advantage of these opportunities he will latch on to them and he will get closer to Allah Ta'ala He'll make Tawbah and Istighfar if he got caught up in any vices, any sins and he will return to Allah Ta'ala. The month of Ramadan passed and that was a golden opportunity. Then the Ramadan was finished and time went on. Because of our weakness we did not keep up to the resolutions we made in the month of Ramadan to remain steadfast on Deen to remain loyal to Allah Ta'ala, to remain punctual with all the a'mal that we are supposed to be doing, to stay far away from all the sins and other vices. So, again Allah Ta'ala is blessing us with this Mubarak time, that the month of Zul Hijjah is about to dawn, and the first ten days of Zul Hijjah are filled with blessings. In one hadith sharif, Rasulullah is reported to have said that there are no days in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than these ten days. The ten days of Zul Hijjah, the first ten days of Zul Hijjah. And this is such a virtuous period of time that Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam by these ten days and nights in the Quran sharif. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam by the dawn and by the ten nights there are many mufassireen has Abdullah ibn Abbas and many other mufassireen of the view and Hafiz ibn Kathir who is a very great muhaddis he says this is the correct view that these ten nights that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif where Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam upon it these refer to the ten nights of Zul Hijjah, the first ten nights of Zul Hijjah. Now, such a great occasion, Allah Ta'ala taking a qasam upon it, Allah Ta'ala doesn't need to take a qasam to convince somebody something. Because Allah Ta'ala is asdaqul qailin. He is the most truthful. Allah Ta'ala's word is it. Allah Ta'ala does not have any need to take any qasam. 
اللہ تعالیٰ ٹھیک سے قسم ٹو ہائی لائٹ دا امپورٹینس آف سم تھنگ سو دیٹ از دا قسم دیٹ از ٹیکن ہیئر دیز ٹین نائٹس آر ناٹ آرڈنری نائٹس دے آر ویری ویری گریٹ نائٹس اینڈ ان آرڈر ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ ہاؤ گریٹ دیز نائٹس آر ان ون حدیث شریف نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم گیونگ دا ورچو آف دیز فرسٹ ٹین ڈیز اینڈ نائٹس نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیز دا پرسن ہو فاسٹ آن اینی آف دیز ڈیز دا فرسٹ نائن ڈیز آبویسلی دا ٹینتھ ڈے از دا ڈے آف عید سو دا فاسٹ is confined to the first nine days because it's not permissible to fast on the day of Eid. So fasting on any of the first nine days of Zul Hijjah, this is equal to fasting for one year. In other words, each of these fasts, the person kept the fast on the first of Zul Hijjah, that is now equal to one year's fast, the fill fast. And then the second the same, the third the same. So if a person kept all nine fasts, then this is equal to nine years of fasting, nafil fast. So this is something that already highlights what a tremendous virtuous time this is. And then as far as the ibadat of the night is concerned, that the worship of each of these nights, the ibadat of each of these nights, is equivalent in reward to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. In the month of Ramadan, Laylatul Qadr obviously will enjoy the virtue of Laylatul Qadr and then the blessings of Ramadan included in it, obviously that's on another level, that's very high. That's now the last 10 days of Ramadan and in it Laylatul Qadr, so that is of a very high level. But the principal amount of reward that is available in Laylatul Qadr, Allah Ta'ala is making the same reward available for the person who makes ibadat in these ten nights the first ten nights of Zul Hijjah this is something extremely great we need to let this settle in our hearts we need to let this be absorbed in our hearts that we are not talking about some ordinary time we are talking about a very great time we are talking about rewards that are being showered down we are talking about immense virtues and benefits can we imagine one day's fast equivalent to one year's fast so this is something to be really treasured if a person says to someone that you work for this one day the salary that you earn for the whole year I'll give it to you in this one day you work for one day and one year's salary you will get is there anybody who would not want to take that person will say this one day's work if it means working from morning till night and very hard labor also I am ready for it he says well the nine days is available I am available for all nine days nine years salary in nine days I will be a fool if I let this go unfortunately the rewards of the akhirat sometimes don't attract us to the extent that some little bit of worldly benefit attracts us let alone one year's salary just maybe double the salary also a person will get ready double the salary what he earns for one day he say ok I'll give you the double of that so you're earning 500 rand a day maybe I'll give you 1000 rand for the day that's too much now for the person to now take that grab that opportunity with both hands and say you'll be a fool to leave it and let alone double the salary even for some other small fringe benefits we'll undertake a lot of difficulty hardship go through much effort because we can see the benefit of dunya 
Whereas the benefit of dunya is a very, very temporary thing and sometimes very deceptive. It seems like that money will bring me a lot of good, a lot of happiness, a lot of joy, it will bring a lot of uh, things that I want and desire. But many a times that money doesn't bring any of these things. Sometimes it does, for the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, if there's barakat in it. And sometimes that same money which a person did so much to acquire, that money becomes a bigger problem for him. It makes his life a misery. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. There are so many examples of this. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So the thing is that just as we would latch on to that worldly benefit, we need to make even more effort to latch on to this true benefit and the real benefit which is the benefit of akhirat. This benefit of dunya, our eyes may suddenly close, all this will get left behind. But the benefit of akhirat, the benefit of rewards, this will carry us through the dunya also. It will bring its blessings in dunya as well. And it will continue giving us the benefit in the qabr, on the day of qiyamah, and inshallah it will take us through to jannat. That is something to really aspire for. And that is available in these Mubarak days and nights. So now what we need to do for this period of time that is approaching us. Step one, and the first action that we need to engage ourselves in immediately without even waiting for the first to actually come for the moon of Zul Hijjah to be sighted which most probably will be sighted tonight but immediately the first thing is to make Tawbah make Istighfar from the past Ya Allah you gave me so many opportunities in the past but I still erred I still slipped up I still disobeyed you I still was unloyal to you Allah, after everything you gave me, you gave me all my limbs, you gave me my eyes. If I was blind, what would have been my condition? You blessed me with this ear. You gave me the ability to speak. You blessed me with this heart. Ya Allah, if I didn't have these faculties, what a life I would have had. Ya Allah, you blessed me with all this, but yet I was so disloyal. I used these very gifts and bounties of yours to disobey you. But Ya Allah, today I'm making sincere tawbah. I'm repenting. I regret what I did. I'm truly remorseful. It was a terrible thing to have disobeyed you. Ya Allah, but I'm begging your forgiveness and begging your help. So the first thing is sincere tawbah and istighfar. Repenting and begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. So that is something we should do immediately. In fact, right now in our hearts, we should be making sincere tawbah. And tawbah is really the deep regret of the heart, the remorse the pain in the heart that why did I commit wrong why did I engage myself in sin why did I disobey Allah Ta'ala? my Allah and I disobeyed him how did I do this why did I do this that pain, that regret, that remorse that is the essence of Tawbah and that must be accompanied by that resolve not to go back to that sin in the future and if it pertains to the rights of people then to make up for that to seek the forgiveness of people if we have harmed people in some way or to fulfill their rights so this is the first step the step of Tawbah together with the, taking the step of Tawbah now to make some firm resolutions and decisions especially for these 10 days that are coming ahead the first resolution inshallah I am not going to commit any guna in these days so does it mean that once these 10 days are over then, then the license will come to do what I want? No. 
it's always what is haram is always haram. But I will set this target that at least for these ten days I'm going to make every effort to ensure that I don't commit any guna, any sin. Inshallah, with the barakat of this, that will continue thereafter as well. But these ten days are going to be special days. If I'm, Allah forbid, chatting with somebody, haram chatting I'm involved in, I will stop that immediately. I'm making toba and I will stop that immediately. I will not go back to that now. These ten days will go completely clear and free of it. If Allah forbid, somebody is looking at something haram and sincere toba, that this I'm not going to do anymore now. I will not go back to this. A person is involved in any, somebody is listening to some music, listening to some haram things, whatever it is, all that out cleared. Somebody has got some music stored on their phone or some device, whatever it is, all that will be deleted, thrown away. There won't be any trace of any of these haram things left. Somebody has got some pictures saved somewhere, all that will be deleted and totally disposed of. Whatever the issue might be, but this is the first step to turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity and to repent and to welcome this time with a clean heart with sins our sins having been forgiven inshallah and that will happen if we make sincere toba and we turn to Allah Ta'ala with remorse and regret in our hearts and with true yearning to get closer to Allah Ta'ala so in any case this is the second thing that now we need to make this decision that I am going to now pass these 10 days in a way that is sin free free of any haram, any sin and with this in mind that inshallah with the barakat of spending these 10 days in this manner that momentum will continue thereafter as well then the third thing is one is the commitment now not to commit any haram but it is also a time to take it's a time to reap the benefits to take the harvest so Allah Ta'ala is opening out the doors of rewards the treasures of rewards so if we cannot fast on all these nine days of Zul Hijjah at least let us try for something the weekend will come we will be free there won't be any madrasa so on Friday Friday it's a very short day Saturday, Sunday and currently the days itself are short and it's very easy to fast so something we try if we can't keep all the fast and if that keeping a nafil fast is going to affect the person's work of deen learning deen then the priority would be the ilm of deen but the weekend is free so we fast on the weekend so inshallah that is one thing that we should try and do that we keep some fasts and especially the ninth of Zul Hijjah, the day of Arafah, this has additional reward. Apart from the reward that has already been discussed, that it is equivalent to one year's fasts, the day of Arafah, a person who fasts on the ninth of Zul Hijjah, the reward is that it will become a means of compensation for the minor sins of the past year and the year to come, the past and the future that this will compensate for the minor sins so this is something we should try and do to fast on the 9th of Zul Hijjah what a great opportunity again what a tremendous virtue so we should try and take the benefit of this virtue so 
this is as far as the fasting of these days go, uh, are concerned that we make an intention that inshallah we will keep some fast if a person cannot manage it the person is not well the person is uh, whatever the issue might be then it's nafil, it's not wajib, it's not faris so there's no sin incurred but if it's possible then a person as far as possible should try and do something, keep one fast keep two fasts, the weekend itself that is something such a easy time so we should try and take the benefit of fasting on these days then as far as the ibadat of the night is concerned as we just discussed that every night's ibadat in these ten nights of Zulhijjah is equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr now we know the reward of Laylatul Qadr khayrum min alfi shahr better than a thousand months now again we are weak we may not have the strength and the ability to make ibadat the entire night but we have the ability to make ibadat for part of the night that part of the night might be just maybe one hour at night the nights are so long nowadays so after Isha a person made ibadat for one hour what really what great deal have we done then nothing great about it meaning in the sense that that we spend one hour one hour is a short period of time one hour is no very big deal in terms of the time spent but in terms of the rewards that will come that is beyond our imagination so this time that is being given to us is for us to take advantage of it to turn to Allah Ta'ala so now in that one hour some tilawat of the Quran Sharif can be made some nafil salah some time for some Durood Sharif be recited at least 100 times or 300 times all the better some istighfar before that third kalima and some time for dua so it's spaced out into the different ibadats some tilawat, some salah, some zikr, some dua and in this time munajat maqbool the dua kitab we should try and maybe read from that one manzil so there's so many different things to do and inshallah by the time a person does a little bit of all these things that one hour will pass and it will be too little but at least we target one hour now what big deal have we done in terms of time that we sacrificed one hour it's a very short time but there's so much to gain in that short time so it's not that we are really now doing something beyond our capacity and beyond our ability one hour is easily possible for all of us so this is the one thing to try and target if somebody finds that one hour really too much for them then 45 minutes and if that three is just too much for somebody then at least half an hour what we are going to lose in that half an hour nothing and often there is more than one hour wasted in trivial things, in futile things Allah forbid even in sinful things so what really are we sacrificing we are sacrificing nothing really but we are getting so much and we are being offered so much so we should take full advantage and then together with that we try and wake up if we can we try and wake up at the time of tahajjud right at the end of and especially for females this is very simple very easy that we're going to have to wake up for fajr salah now tahajjud time is the special time of the night and then the special time of such a great night so if fajr salah now comes in for example 5 o'clock it's about 5 to 5 so we're going to wake up for fajr we wake up at half past 4 wake up at 25 past 4 or quarter past 4 Allah give himmat and courage 
Otherwise, latest by half past four. By the time the person makes ruzu, etc., and gets ready, it will be about quarter to ten to. We'll still have ten minutes to read two rakat salah and make some dua at least. This is the bare minimum. And then by the time it's fajr salah, time is already in. Make the fajr salah and rest if you need to. So there isn't any major adjustment. It's just like moving the time a little bit back and forth. And inshallah, we've got so much. We've got this very great time of the hajjud also. But that in the first ten nights of Zulhijjah, where each night is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr in its reward. So we try to make definitely at night that minimum of half an hour. But that too is very less. 45 minutes, we should be targeting at least one hour. At least one hour is what we should be targeting. And then if somebody is just not able to make that one hour, then 45 minutes, if that too is not possible for some reason or the other, then the very least is half an hour. So in that time, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some zikr, tasbihat, dua, some nafil salah, all these things can be allocated some time, and inshallah with ease we'll find, we'll be able to do much. So the three things that we discussed was, the first was, right now, immediately, tawbah and istighfar. Inshallah at the end of this discussion, there will be some time left available for us to sit down, each one sitting with the in their own, <clears throat> on their own, meaning in their places, without moving from wherever we are sitting, and each one in their own heart, turning sincerely to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, making istighfar at least 20-25 times, making tawbah sincerely in our hearts, turning to Allah Ta'ala, begging His help, so the few minutes will be left free to engage in this, that without moving from our place, we turn sincerely to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, and beg His help, make sincere tawbah, and make istighfar, and make that firm resolution, have feel the regret in our heart, Ya Allah, you bless me with everything, and I was so disloyal, I was so sinful, Ya Allah, I am sincerely repenting, and I am coming back to you, Ya Allah, you make me yours, turn to Allah Ta'ala, talk to Allah Ta'ala from our hearts, talk to Allah Ta'ala from the depth of our heart, and inshallah, this will open the way forward for us, so that was the first thing, sincere tawbah and istighfar, which we need to do immediately, then the commitment that these 10 days this will be sin free and as mentioned that that does not mean that the license for sinning will come after that sin is sin but inshallah we target these 10 days to be sin free with the barakat of this inshallah this momentum will continue thereafter and then the third thing to program ourselves to take the benefits of these Mubarak days and nights one is to try and target at least some days for fasting at least two days, three days that we target for fasting and some target of ibadat for the nights of these Mubarak days and nights that after Isha we spend some time one hour in ibadat in the morning we try to wake up adjust our time is a bit and wake up to perform some salah some dua in that last time and if it is not possible for us to perform salah we try to increase tremendously the tasbihat, dhikr, dua. In these times, we do this excessively. And munajat maqbool can be recited as well. So, this is something that we need to really take advantage of this time and we need to make the maximum of it. If somebody was offering us some benefit of dunya, we would have jumped at the opportunity. But this is something way beyond the whole world can't match this. person will only 
truly appreciate and truly realize the value of every reward that he managed to get, he will appreciate and truly understand the value of it also only when our eyes open in the hereafter. When our eyes close in this world and we are now in the Qadr, when we are on the day of Qiyamah, then we will see what great benefit this is. And when a person will be running around for one good deed, and his own parents, his children, his family members, nobody will be ready to barter one good deed for him. That's the day he will realize what a great thing it is to have every single good deed. So that is the one aspect that we need to focus on, and we need to take the benefit from. Apart from that, we need to start building up the spirit of Qurbani. Inshallah, many of us might be even performing Qurbani ourselves. Many may not be. We may not have the nisab or it's not wajib on us because we're not even of age. But nevertheless, the spirit of Qurbani is something we need to start building up from now. What is the spirit of Qurbani? The spirit of Qurbani is total submission to Allah Ta'ala. This entire incident of Qurbani, the Sahaba asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ma hadhil adahi ya Rasulullah? What is this udhiya, this Qurbani all about? What is the significance of it? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replied and said, Huwa sunnatu abikum Ibrahim. That this is the sunnah of your forefather Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. That he slaughtered an animal that Allah Ta'ala had sent down from Jannat, which was in lieu of his son. That he was ready to put the knife on the throat of his son, Hazrat Ismail Ali Salatu Wasalam, on the order of Allah Ta'ala, and he put the knife on the throat of his son. But Allah Ta'ala took that ability of cutting away from the knife. Allah Ta'ala commanded the knife not to cut. And as a result, Ismail Salatu Wasalam was spared, and this ram from Jannat was sent, which Ibrahim Islam slotted in place. And that is the sunnah and that is the sacrifice that is then now passed on and which we are performing. But the origin of it is this sacrifice of Ibrahim Islam that when the command of Allah Ta'ala came, the slaughter your son, he submitted to it. When Ismail Islam is being informed that you are going to be slaughtered for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he submitted to it. This submission. And this is the lesson that we have to bring in our, our lives and this is the spirit of Qurbani and that same spirit we have to live with these days and nights that we totally submit to Allah Ta'ala and with this intention that inshallah this total submission in these 10 days will become a means of this submission forever in our lives of this submission Islam Islam means submission that a person totally hands himself over to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, whatever you have commanded is what I will do. My own desires, my wishes, my temptations, I am not going to follow. I will not do what I desire to do. I will not say just because I desire to say something. I will not deal with people in the way I desire. I will do everything in the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded. In the way Allah Ta'ala has given us the example in Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that is how I will conduct myself. Now that is the Qurbani. The millions of animals that get sacrificed during Qurbani time. Throughout the world, if you put it all together, it amounts to millions. 
these millions of animals are giving their lives, it is so to say, that they are giving us the message. These millions of animals are giving us the message that look, we are giving our lives, we are giving our lives to teach you a lesson. That we have given our lives so that you may learn the lesson to at least give up your desires that are inconsistent with the commands of Allah Ta'ala. That you give up your haram desires. That you sacrifice and you cut up the haram desires. You don't give in to the haram temptations. Now this is the lesson that these animals are giving us. It's just a manner of understanding it that this is a lesson to take. And when people are slaughtering those animals, it's not just the animal that is being slaughtered, it is slaughtering all a person's haram desires, slaughtering the temptations that take him away from Allah Ta'ala. So this is the lesson and the spirit of Qurbani that we have to start building up from now. Ponder about it, think about it. It's not just some kind of merry-making that a person slaughtered an animal and now he must feast over it. No, it's something way beyond that. Yes, indeed, to partake of the Qurbani animal is sunnat. And we should try and fulfill the sunnat as well. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that on the day of Eid al-Adha, Nabi wasallam would not eat anything from the Fajr time. From the time Fajr comes in, in other words, in the beginning of the day he would eat nothing. And unlike Eid al-Fitr, Eid al-Fitr before going for the Eid Salah, Nabi Islam Sunnat is to eat something sweet in an odd number of, in an odd number, for example, dates. So a person ate three dates, one or three. So that was the Sunnat of Eid al-Fitr. To eat something sweet like a date or something in an odd number before leaving for the Eid Salah. But in the case of Eid al-Adha, the Sunnat was not to eat anything until the Eid Salah is performed and the Qurbani has been done and Nabi Wasallam, the first thing he would eat on the day of Eid al-Adha was something that was prepared from the Qurbani animal and according to some narrations what is mentioned is the liver one of the possible reasons for this is that this is something that can be prepared very quickly it is probably the quickest that can be prepared and be ready to eat so Nabi Wasallam would eat from this animal on Hajjatul Wada Nabi Wasallam sacrificed a hundred camels 63 camels he slaughtered with his own hands and the balance of it has Ali radiallahu slaughtered then a portion of each of these animals one piece of meat from each of these animals was taken and put together in a pot and that was cooked and Nabi Islam partook of this. In other words, this was so to say that he partook of the meal that included a portion of each of these hundred camels that were sacrificed. Because this was so much filled with barakat. So to take the barakat of all the hundred camels that were sacrificed, piece of each one was put into the same pot together and then so that now you're going to eat from one morsel, you're going to eat something from that pot. It's like you ate from the whole pot because you took part of it, now everything got cooked together, but now that was actually cooking, so to say, a portion of all these hundred camels, so you partook of all the hundred camels. Why? This was the lesson of the barakat. That this is something to really take the barakat of. And this is an invitation from the side of Allah Ta'ala. So you are honoring the invitation of Allah Ta'ala. It's not farz or wajib, but this is a very great amal. 
and this is something to try and take the benefit of. So, this is the sunnah. So, while this is a sunnah that to eat from the kurbani animal, we will do that as well. But it is not just about feasting. It's not just about merrymaking. That will happen that a person will enjoy the meat, he will enjoy the eating on the, of the flesh of the animal and whatever the family, whatever the Eid atmosphere is, he will enjoy that. Obviously within the limits of Shariat. But at the same time, the very important thing is to take the lesson of Qurbani. Now this is unfortunately very tragic that we are supposed to take the lesson of Qurbani which is submission. Totally submitting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. But instead of taking the lesson of submission that we now submit ourselves to the commands of Allah Ta'ala we adhere to those commands instead of taking that lesson of submission we get caught up in sins on the very day of Eid al-Adha the day that came to teach us the submission there are so many laws of deen that are trampled on especially the laws of hijab and parda when it comes to urbani there is a complete intermingling and mixing and nobody is concerned about upholding the laws of hijab and then all kinds of excuses are put forward so this is something indeed very tragic that the day of Qurbani which has come to give us the very lesson of this submission and on such a day, such a Mubarak occasion this entire lesson of submission is forgotten and people are dressed in all kinds of things because now they have to be in the field or wherever they are so now they're dressed in a way that is not conducive at all to deen, to shariat, to haya and modesty. And then on top of that, the laws of parda are flouted and trampled on. And then there's other sins that are incurred of videoing and whatever else. All these things, unfortunately, they rob us of the reward of these Mubarak days and this Mubarak amal. And it leaves us without any benefit spiritually. So we need to become conscious of this, that we are going to spend this time, number one, correctly. Just to quickly recap all the points that we mentioned. Number one, sincere toba. Some time will be left now. We do, do that at least for three to five minutes. We will engage within ourselves, in our hearts, turning sincerely to Allah Ta'ala, quietly, every person in their own spot. Then the commitment that these ten days and nights are going to be sin-free. And then the resolution and decision of ibadat. Inshallah, our Muallimahs will keep checking with us daily that who did how much ibadat not to show off to anybody but as a means of encouragement that who spent how much time on the night or somebody managed to wake up in the morning also mashallah so they will question us every day to just keep this momentum going and every day we would keep refreshing this toba and istighfar as well so sometime somewhere will be allocated few minutes to keep refreshing this toba and istighfar and then the aspect of learning the lesson of qurbani and taking this message of submission into our lives and inshallah submitting from now and forever to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala may Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu rabbana ghalamna anfusana wa illam takhfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير 
ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله